Coming up on this episode of Nintendo Cartridge Society, what's bigger, a Nintendo minigame or a Smurf? Keep in mind, Smurfs are no bigger than three apples tall. It's dangerous to go alone, so the Nintendo Cartridge Society goes with you. Welcome to Nintendo Cartridge Society. My name is Patrick Ellers, and I'm joined, as I'm always joined, by my co-host, Mark Mitchell. Mark, how's it going? It's going great. I I have to be completely honest with you, Patrick. Yeah. I feel a little, like, queasy, because mm. I'm imagining a three-apples-tall Smurf. Okay, so it's, it's unsettling, and it, it, yes. It really... It They're gen- too large. It genuinely... Okay, here's the scenario I'm imagining. Yeah. Uh, like, on this table that we're recording at, there is a three apples tall little like blue gnome thing wearing uh-huh. white. And I pick it up with my two hands. Yeah. And it's like squirming. Is it warm that, to the touch? It is. Oh. It's like it, it genuine, like imagining picking up a Smurf that is that large. Yeah. Genuinely makes me want to vomit. And I'm, I'm not exaggerating. Well, so here's something that, that it does make me wonder. Um, no more than three apples tall. Right. So like. That's the max, first of all. And second of all, are we talking about, like, modern apples that you and I eat? Or, like, Smurfs part of, like, some, uh, like, German folklore or something? And so they're, they've they got these, like, weird little German crab oh, apples sure. or something. Oh, sure. Yeah, before they're even, like... Um, I, I'm going to hope that it's the latter. Because I, I don't want to live in a world where Smurfs are larger than, like, ankle towel. Yeah, that's the size like of like a can of soda. Like feels, a can of soda that feels, feels like okay a right amount. Yeah. Like I can imagine picking up a can mm-hmm. of soda and feeling fine with that. But right. anything like anything larger, larger and it's like yeah. struggling against you. No, I don't like that. No, <laughs> it's, ugh, ugh. it's too gross. Mark, can I tell you something that happened to me today? Yeah, please. I uh, at, at lunch today, I was like, you know what? I'm feeling a little bit of an urge. I would like a Sprite. Okay. Fountain Sprite. Uh-huh. Right. Ordered it. And was like, here we go. I don't really drink soda, but like, I had, the, I felt the compulsion to do it. And uh, following my own advice from Monday, uh-huh. I have the urge, so I'm gonna do it. Yes. Uh huh. Um. And uh, I got the sprite, and I was like, this is gonna be great. I popped the straw in. I took a sip, and it was one of those like messed up soda fountains. No. So it was just like carbonated water. With maybe like a hint of like Sprite or, or sweetness or something in there. Like it, they, the syrup had run out. Yeah. Um, but it, there was still syrup in the pipes or something. Uh, and I was like, you know what? This is fine. I honestly didn't need <laughs> a full Sprite. Wow. So Just I, laying down yeah. and taking pipe syrup. Yeah. I absolutely <laughs> laid down and took pipe syrup. You're right. <laughs> um, I felt okay about it. So, Well, that's good. Yeah. Then it all worked out. <laughs> Mark, if people want to support us at our Patreon, how can they do that? Uh, they can go to patreon.com forward slash Nintendo Cartridge Society. Mm-hmm. There you can support us at the 4-bit, 8-bit, or 16-bit level. And if you're supporting us at the 8-bit or 16-bit level, you have access to our monthly bonus episodes. We just wrapped up. We're doing them in like mini-series. Yeah. And so we just wrapped up a mini-series that was called NCS Detective Club, where we talked about the great detective shows of television um, did six episodes of that. And now we're moving on to a new series that'll kick off in July where we're talking about Broadway musicals. 
Um, all, all of it has been a lot of fun. I feel like, uh, you know, we when we started it, just were I guess not really sure how it was going, how these sorts of things are going to be received because not everybody shares the same love for uh, TV detectives that we do. Uh-huh. Um, but uh, I feel like the feedback's been really good. So I guess what I would say is like, don't let that deter you. And a few weeks ago, we released an ep- a like uh, a preview of NCS Detective Club. That's that right. You can check out if you're uh, if you're curious to see what that is like and also it, it should uh maybe be said that like you it's okay it's fun to uh like watch the episodes and then listen to our episodes about those episodes but i think you can also go in blind we do a, a pretty thorough job of recapping the stories uh while also adding commentary and making little jokes and having a great fun time um so yeah if that feels like a barrier to entry where you're like i can watch two episodes of marple and right it's the, each one is 90 minutes long and then there's a four-hour episode about them I can see where you're like, NCS, you're not getting seven hours of my time. <laughs> you can just listen to the episode. Absolutely. But I, thank you so yes. much to everybody who has signed up for Patreon. We really appreciate it. And uh, thank you so much to everybody who listens to the show. We really appreciate that as well. Uh, and uh, another way that you can be uh, you know, interacting with us, letting us know how you are feeling about the shows that we're doing for um, uh, the uh, Patreon bonus episodes. You could join our Discord. All you got to do is email us at NintendoCartridgeSociety at, at gmail.com. Com, and we will send you an invitation. Uh, and then you'll have access to all of the fun people in there chatting about Nintendo stuff all the time. It's a good group. Little programming reminder here. Um, next, the next two weeks, we will not be doing news episodes. Mark and I taking a little summer break. That's right. Beach uh, bodies mm-hmm. ready. That's our beach bodies are at the ready. We've got um, towels <laughs> to lay out on uh, and a pair of cool shades, and we are just ready to eat some watermelon on the beach and have a great time. Um, that's summer to me. I think I pretty much distilled summer down. To, yeah, absolutely. Like, four specifics. Um, uh, yeah, so there will be no news episodes. Mark, what if something huge happens? Then uh, we will call an emergency. We, you yes. and I will pick up our specially purchased like burner cell phones that only have right. one p- number programmed in each of them, and right. that is each other's. And this is different from the other phone number that we share, yes. right? Uh-huh. <laughs> okay, yeah. good. <laughs> yeah, this one is for like break-the-glass emergency. So right. if Nintendo were to announce some sort of direct or other presentation... Or just something gosh darn happens that we need to talk about. Right. Then we'll get on it. Then we'll we'll figure out a way to make it work. So that's two weeks without news episodes. We will still be joining you on Thursday for topic episodes. So it's not like you're really rid of us at all. So, um, But yes, that, that's what's coming up. All right, Mark, we've got a fun topic to dig into. Uh, we are going to be discussing Nintendo minigame collections. Uh, it, it's sort of in celebration of everybody want to switch, I think. Uh, but first... Some news. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Shredder's Revenge. They announced that DLC is coming to this thing. DLC in the form of... uh, So the the DLC is called... um, Hold on. I did not super prepare for this. Uh, It's called Dimension Shell Shock. And it includes some like new game modes and new characters, including Usagi Yojimbo. Um, so Teenage Mutant Ninja 
Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Shredder's Revenge. It's a game that I love that came out last year. It's a like sort of classic looking um, Ninja Turtles beat em up style game, um, except it is uh, so expertly crafted that it's a, a beat em up that you can actually play strategically and like learn how to get good at. Uh, I loved this game. Uh, and I'm over the moon that there's DLC coming to it, including new characters, and that one of those new characters is Usagi Ojimbo. That's uh, that sounds really fun. So no new, it's not like more story mode or whatever you would call it. Just like new, new modes and new characters to play the like game with before. So the first bullet point here uh, from the developer is explore dimensions in an upcoming new game mode. Additional details coming soon. Oh, so it's like a side story. Or it something? could be a side story. It could be, it's, it's really unclear. Um, you know, like I was going to say, maybe it's just like challenge rooms of, of bad guys. That's the whole game. <laughs> uh, but yeah, uh, it, it seems like the big thing is the new characters. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they only revealed one new character, but it definitely says characters with an S. So I we might be setting ourselves up for heartbreak, like the additional styles in Mario Maker 2. Um, but this isn't Nintendo. This is somebody else, right? <laughs> when uh, do, is there a uh, like release date or release window? Or right now it's just been announced. It has just been announced. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I wonder that's, if that's uh, we will be hearing more because I think Summer Games Fest that's kicks right. off today. It does. Yeah. And then, uh, yeah, so I wonder if we'll be hearing more soon. Uh, so I guess it will be available later in 2023. So oh, okay. It so it is this year. This year, but there's no no uh, no firm date on that. Very cool. Uh, I'm very excited about this game. It's um there is a a new um teenage mutant teenage mutant ninja turtle Usagi Ojimbo crossover in the comics right now, um which is very cool. It's nice to see that they uh um that like Stan Sakai is uh like working with um. Uh, you know Nickelodeon and Viacom again to like have that character incorporated into their this stuff. This is like the samurai rabbit. Is He's a right? samurai rabbit. Okay. Yeah, um, and um, he usually exists in like ancient Japan. Um, so like when he crosses over with the turtles, something strange has happened. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, uh, and you know they're both uh, Stan Sakai and um, Eastman and Laird, the Ninja Turtle guys, are kind of um, cut their teeth in that. Uh, like mid '80s uh, black and white comic um, era, and you know, Usagi Ojimbo was a Mirage comic. Mirage was the the imprint that Eastman and Laird set up when they uh, cashed in on Ninja Turtles. Um, so, like, there's a long history of these properties like working together, um, but there's also a pretty long history of there being sort of like acrimony between mm. all, all parties involved. Um, and it's just always nice uh, when Usagi can show up in Turtle stuff. Uh, all right. Now I'm going to get us out of the news so we can do what we actually came here to talk about. Let's talk about our favorite Nintendo minigame collections. First, Mark, I want to know, uh, how do you feel about minigame collections in general? Is it is it a kind of game that you like gravitate towards? Is it something you like? Yeah, I, I was thinking about... So when we uh, decided on this topic... At first, I was like, oh, like, there's so many examples of them in Nintendo's first-party library. Yeah. And then when I actually, like, got into it to generate my own list, I was like, on the one hand, maybe there's not as many as I was thinking, but also there's different variations, different flavors Absolutely. of, like, minigame collections within, like, what, what we're calling, or what I'm, anyways, grouping in together as, like, minigame collections, because there are things like and um 
not to step on anybody's list, but you know, there there are games that are like the Game and Watch collections, mm-hmm. which are collections of like standalone Game and Watch games that they're putting together that I count as a mini game collection. Sure. For the purposes of this episode, but then there's also things like um, uh, like Wii Sports or right. something like that, which are like not do they count in yes. the traditional sense and it's not a compilation of existing games that they're putting together and you know what i mean like yes I, de- I definitely do and i have a lot of like honorary uh, uh a, a lot of uh, honorary mentions is that what, what what you would call that honorable mentions honorable mentions there we go a lot of honorable mentions that i think like and i'll just throw it out here now because i don't think either of us have too much to say about it but i feel like you can put all the pilot wings games right into a category of mini game se- it's such like a thin line yeah like and and some of it is just like calling it like you see it Mm -hmm. um and so uh, but yeah and and that's what i found like so interesting i think most of what i like okay i'll just like again just another example of my thought process i haven't played it but there's like elite beat agents for the nintendo ds right sure which is uh supposed to be like a really good game and i was like oh like maybe i should do like a little research on it maybe this fits but I don't think it does. I would say it's just probably like a not. Rhythm it's game a rhythm game that yeah. has different stages. But like, I guess the 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 line that I am drawing, kind of like the rough definition, and I'm just free handing this, so this may not actually like uh, be right. This is good. Of, it's going in the but, book. <laughs> but kind of is like okay, a game it, like in order to qualify in my mind as a mini game collection or a mini game compilation. Each game has to have its own, um, like, uh, gameplay style. Sure. And it can't really, not that it can't repeat, but what I think is different is, but, like, the gameplay loop is not the same. Whereas, like, something like Leaping Agents, it's like, well, there's maybe, like, four different, like, rhythm games that you're, like, playing with in it. But they're all fundamentally rhythm games. But they're all fundamentally rhythm games versus, like, some versus like some of the other ones on here they're like different games right, right like uh that are then just like put together under one umbrella right. for whatever reason yes. whatever the framing device is and i'm sure at some point we will be uh hypocrites on this oh, us <laughs> it's, we will say one thing <laughs> and say this disqualifies something uh-huh. and then we'll say but also this yep yeah um oh, for sure and uh i also for for my money um a uh micro game collection also a mini game collection Yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. So, and you know, I mean, micro game, a term made up by Wario, right? <laughs> so we shouldn't put too much stock in it uh-huh. as a, a distinguishing uh, feature from as a money making tactic. We might add. Yeah. Yeah. True. Although it seems like it just leads to more development work. You got to like <laughs> make more unique assets. Right. Um, we're talking about this because everybody wanted to switch was announced. Uh, it's going to be coming out later. Um, what's your experience with the original? One two switch. Almost nothing. Yeah. I think I've played it for a total of like twenty minutes. Yeah. And it was at your house shortly after the switch released. Mm-hmm. Um because like 
you and Sarah had played it. Your parents had visited right. shortly after the Switch was released, and you had all played it together. And then I came over, I think, probably to record an episode of this show. <laughs> and, uh, you know, it was kind of like, look how crazy this is. And we, like, put the baby to sleep. and Right. You, un- you answer the phone. <laughs> exactly. And, like, yep. took the chain off the treasure chest and, like, that kind of stuff. Right. And then, because it was, it was more just, uh, yeah. So I think that's really my only experience with it. Yeah, I don't have too much, but I think like in you saying what your experience of it is, you also described my experience because you mentioned all the other times that I had had played it. I know that I've not experienced every mini game that One Two Switch has to offer. I don't really feel like I'm missing out on anything um, or like anything fun, um, which isn't to say that I think there are no joys in One Two Switch. I think there are some joys. I genuinely think that the answering the telephone game was fun um and like kind of silly because it's like uh it's like okay the first person who like picks up the joy-con like holds it to their head uh when it rings like gets the point and then it's like uh wait for this ring and and, you know so then there'll be like a kind of fake out ring um and just like you know fun dumb little stuff like that it's definitely all like built into um the sort of gimmick of the joy cons themselves um there was a did you play the one where you had to like eat the uh what was it? Eat a, it's like a hot dog. You, there's something you have to eat. I can't remember. And you hold did. the uh, the IR sensor up to your mouth and like just chomp at like <laughs> chomp at it. I don't know that I did. That's weird, man. It's a yeah. it's a weird experience. Um, I do I do feel like that's like another um kind of like hallmark of yes. mini game collections is be- is not all of them are winners, right? Within a collection, you got some real you got ones you like are a lot of fun that you prefer. Right. And then some that, uh, I duds are not, yeah. you get duds. Yeah. You get duds. You get duds. And that's all there is to it. Um, but it doesn't really matter. Cause it, you know, is you're onto the next, as thing. long as right. the like good to bad ratio is strongly in favor of the good. Yeah. And like the few duds are acceptable. I mean, I think it's also okay when, uh, and this is uh, not on my list, but, uh, like Pokemon stadium has uh, a fair amount of, uh, mini games in it. Um, and obviously there's a whole other, like, thing to the game that's not just those those mini games um but like you can just choose which mini games you want to play right right and that's if you find like three that you like then like yeah that's that that makes it a worthwhile game kind of i guess um but so yeah it, it it's it's uh i i would like to check in on as we like go through our uh mini game collections that we brought up uh and be like is this actually a good game like on balance <laughs> is this a good game right because i think the answers are going to be kind of all over the place i think so too um yeah i think so too uh we were also kind of dancing around another um uh i think sort of hallmark of minigame collections especially nintendo uh minigame collections is that they are frequently tied into the core gimmick of the hardware um that they are uh built around a the concept that was also meant to like sell the hardware which is uh and this is kind of how i feel about looking at like the history of Nintendo, and this is where I was surprised a little bit, where I'm like, oh, I guess these aren't as, like, pervasive as I imagined in my head there were, because there are examples before, but I feel like Wii Sports really kicked off this, like, era, Yes. or, you know, like, it is a thing that Nintendo does frequently now, and just like you're saying, it is in a way that promotes the hardware, and I think, like, or, like, explains the hardware. That was the point of Nintendo Land, for sure, with the Wii U. yeah. You know, you have uh, Wii Sports 1-2 Switch, I think is the same thing. Like, it is that kind of, like, introduction to 
you're in that launch window wonkiness, yeah. you know, where uh, developers are trying to take advantage of all of the different weird things in the system that eventually everybody... You, Takes, it's always it's, I either takes for granted uh -huh. or ignores. Yeah, or ignores. Yeah. And it's always it's always kind of like fun to look back and see like what shook out yeah. as like the important things Absolutely. and like what what ended up not making a difference. Right. That IR sensor in the bottom of Joy-Cons. Do you think they're ever gonna stop uh making Joy-Cons with like with the IR sensor? Yeah, it's it's interesting. Because who they, else uses it? They keep it in. Maybe it's just easier at this point to just like because I can't That's a good I point. honestly don't think IR sensors are very expensive. Yeah. So it's probably just easier to not mess with the manufacturing line and just like Probably. They're charging 80 bucks for it yeah, anyway. I mean, what a great point. <laughs> and they're not going to fix the left thumbstick, so they're not going to yeah. <laughs> remove the, uh, the IR sensor either. Um, yeah, and it's, uh, it's also like there's something about uh, as they are positioned to like show off the new um, hardware where like at the beginning of the life cycle of uh, you know all these systems, like it, it's sort of genuinely fun to mess around with the other features, right? Oh like, yeah, absolutely. Even though two years down the line, you're like, oh yeah, I can't believe that uh, they thought we were going to interact with a thing this way. Um, in the moment, it's fun and it's fun to show that off to people, right? Mm -hmm. And that's totally the point um, where it's like, yeah, get other people in on this idea. Yeah, it's such a. Uh, it, it just goes back to what made Wii Sports so brilliant because it's in a lot of ways like a tech demo mm -hmm. for the system and then they packed it in with every single one. You know what I mean? Like yeah. it was just like, it was so smart. Um, and then there's, I think sort of the last thing is that, uh, you know, Wii Sports being sort of the er example here um, that uh, it's, these things are usually part of like the sort of blue sky strategy of like anyone. Cause you know, a lot of these games are uh, easy to understand um, at a glance and they sort of have to be. Um, and the whole goal with them is to be like, anyone can play this. Anyone can pick it up um, and start having fun with it right now, mm -hmm. which is you need to do in a mini game collection. You absolutely need to do in a micro game collection. Um, and so, yeah, there, there's something very like, or maybe like the plot, platonic ideal of these is access accessible to uh any level of players um okay good amount of preamble out of the way mark yeah we've got it out of the way mm -hmm. would you like to we have brought our favorite uh minigame collections here um to this conversation i have five i have four okay so i should go first yeah go for it i also expect we will have some overlap here i think it's possible i think it's highly possible <laughs> Um, but we'll see, uh, you know, honorable mentions, uh, abound. So we'll, we'll, we'll see, uh, how, how we do. My first pick here is new super Mario brothers for the DS came out in 2006, notable for being the first side scrolling new Mario game in over 13 years. But this game, it comes packed, packed Mark with mini games there. Uh, and they, you can play these mini games by yourself or you can play them on the like local wi-fi um or the the like uh local uh, multiplayer um full of uh touch screen controls and dual screen displays um did you mess around with the mini games in new super mario brothers i feel like i must have but i don't have any memory of it so it's the exact same collection as is in the um uh, Mario 64. Okay, got DS. it. I did play mess around with that. Um, so you know, there's uh, I I, I pulled so, some highlights here. Um, 
There's a game called Wanted, where the top screen shows you uh, either Mario's face, Luigi's face, Wario's face, or Yoshi's face. And then on the bottom screen, you have to find that face and tap it. And sometimes it's super easy. There are the four faces. You click the right one. And then sometimes they're, like, moving around. Sometimes it's a huge, like, dense cluster of them. Um, uh, that game, surprisingly addictive. I I can't tell you how many hours of, of that I played. Uh, there's a game called Witch Wiggler, where they show you um, like the view of a wiggler from the side, and it has like distinct spot patterns. Uh, and then uh, on the bottom screen, there are like a couple of them uh, uh, from an overhead perspective, and you have to click on the right one. Um, there's Hide and Boo Seek, which is like a Luigi's Mansion. You've got a flashlight. You're finding boos. Uh, Mario's Slides, which is one of those like um, there are like four paths, four That's vertical paths. That's the one I remember the yeah. most. And Mario has to like, uh, you or you uh, say like, okay, where's Mario going to land uh, when he goes all the way down this? Um, sort or Splode. There's a, uh, it's an overhead view of um, Bobombs coming into a room and there are pink ones and black ones and you put the pink ones in the pink area, the black ones in the black area area um and if you put them in the wrong place they blow up um trampoline time you draw trampolines on the thing so that like mario keeps bouncing um lockatu launch which is there you've got like these little buckets that like catch things and then there's a whole bunch of table games where luigi is like a blackjack dealer <laughs> and you're playing these card games and there's a toad that walks around in the background like uh, selling Serving drinks drinks yep um uh, and it's great. And a lot of these are, are, are multiplayer. A lot of these you can play by yourself. Um, and it's a surprisingly robust collection of mini games that come with the first new 2D Mario platformer in 13 years. Yeah, that's really cool. That's interesting that they are th the same as we're in the uh, Mario 64 remake. It's a little bizarre <laughs> that they did this. Uh, and it, it's almost... I almost wonder if they like had developed it as its own thing and they wanted to just put it out and they were like, no, 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 that should be like an add-on to Mario stuff uh, for hi. the first like two years of the, the DS's life cycle. Um, because it is so much a demonstration of like what the DS can do. Yeah, that's true. And I and I could see how maybe the thinking was like, um, we're going to get a lot of people that buy this game and maybe it's their first Nintendo DS game. Yeah. And I think uh my memory it's been so long since I've played the original New Super Mario Brothers. Yeah. But my memory is that it does have some like touchscreen things like uh items live down there and you yeah. tap it, like all yeah, that yeah. kind of stuff. But it's not but that's like really a, it. It's not like a full fledged, you know, like tech demo type thing sure. what the Nintendo DS could do. And so maybe that's the thinking behind including it is it's like, yeah, you have this more traditional 2D platformer that uses the touchscreen a little bit, but here's this other stuff that really yeah. shows if this is your, you know, an if this is one of the first DS games you picked up, what the DS can do. Yeah. Well, and and then also sort of like pairing it with uh, Mario 64 that they're like covering their bases of like what manner of gamer are we grabbing here? <laughs> right. The 2D Mario gamer, the 3D Mario gamer, uh, for a, a truly awful version of uh, Mario 64. Just for, like, control purposes. Yeah, yeah, I still totally. wish they would restore that content in a, a version that we could play um, with, like, a real thumbstick. Um, but, yeah. Uh, so, uh, New Super Mario Brothers, and I suppose Mario 64 DS. <laughs> reluctantly. Uh, reluctantly. Are, that's my first entry in uh, my favorite minigame collection. That's great. I, um, my first pick is a cheat on two fronts one i love it it's not developed by nintendo it's developed by sega and two it's huh. I, I wouldn't say it's my 
favorite. Sure. But it is certainly... We're a, sort of just bringing five we it's like. A, it's a memorable... I would say uh-huh. it's a memorable um, uh, minigame collection for me. And that is Feel the Magic XYXX, uh, also known as Project Rub in Europe. Which was a launch title. Rub R U B. Yeah. Okay. Uh, which was a launch title for the Nintendo DS in 2004, and wow, it's not very long. It makes takes maybe an hour to beat the story mode. But I remember, first of all, this was a scandalous purchase. So uh, I received a Nintendo DS, I think, for Christmas, and it was like the OG, like original like N- Nintendo DS before yeah. the light came out. And this was one of the few games that was out for the system. And so I got it. But uh, with the name plus the uh, the cover art is like... Because the, the whole game is kind of like... It, it features humans, but they're in silhouette is like the art style. Okay. And so the, the, the cover art is like a woman, the silhouette woman in like a, a bikini. Uh-huh. And that was, this was scandalous in my household. Um, my parents begrudgingly, you know, like purchased this game. <laughs> uh, and I, uh, what's really interesting is that it is, I, I think because of the cover and like the weird name and it, has, I'm sorry, can you say the weird name again? It's Feel the Magic, colon, XYXX. And in Europe, it was called Project Rub because uh, here, here's like the premise of the game. You are, uh, you, like, you are a man who is walking in the street and you see a woman who, and you, you know, like, get like Tex Avery, Wolf Eye, you know, sure, it's like, yes, uh, boing. And, you the entirety of the game is you like trying to talk to her or impress her or save her for, from stampeding bulls and then there are also a group of like they're like an art collective i don't actually know of men called the rub rabbits and they have like rabbit ears who are like cheering you on and so all of this sounds really kind of like salacious and with the with the title and with the cover art, you know, like Yeah, totally. You're, you're like, what is this game? But the thing that's really interesting about it is it's not like the mini games are all absurd. Or, you know, like or silly. Like yeah. one of the like but they use the Nintendo DS. It's again, it's the perfect like te- tech demo type thing. It uses the there is one mini game where you have to you're like shy and you have to talk to the the woman. And it uses the microphone to, like, see how loud you're talking and, like, all that kind of stuff. So and if weird. you're not talking loud enough, if it doesn't detect it, it tells you to talk, like, speak up. Like, it's... And this is true of talking to women, <laughs> is that you've really got to shout. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, I mean, and then, you know, it's just bizarre things. Like, there's one where, like, um, there's, like, guys, there are these people that are, like, kind of, like, chasing you down. And they're across the street. Um, almost like a Frogger situation. Like they're on the other side of the street and there's cars passing on the busy street and you have to get into this thing that turns you into a bowling ball and like shoot yourself across the street. You know, you use the uh, touchpad on the bottom and the stylus to like, uh, you know, touch the uh, bottom screen and then like fling yourself across, avoiding traffic to like knock the guys like That's bowling fun. pins. That's cool. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I, and one thing that was really interesting in... Uh, l- reading more about it in th- about the development is that according to Wikipedia, anyways, it's uh, it was purposefully 
not like offensive. The dev team was predominantly women, and that was like a choice by the game director to yeah. make sure that it w- they weren't doing anything like gross or offensive. Yeah, and so it really is like uh, <laughs> it really is harmless, but it's just a uh, the name and the box art are so weird, and it's not a particularly it's not a bad game. <laughs> it, you know, like it, it is just a silly collection of mini games that varying quality and yeah. some of them are fun some of them are not fun but one i just remember like the me receiving this game like was is so memorable to me yes it was a nintendo ds launch title so it checks the box that we were talking about of like tech demo and it's also a launch title in that you know it's like an hour long it right but, like it what else are you gonna pick game? up right. you just picked, exactly you just bought a nintendo ds i also i had no idea until i was reading about this game some more that there was a sequel to it that was released in what? 2005 in Japan and 2006 in uh, the rest of the world called The Rub Rabbits. That is, again, just another um, uh, minigame collection. Um, okay, a couple things. One, uh, you describing this game at the beginning and saying that it was developed by Sega made me think, surely this is an Atlas product. Oh, uh, But no, Sonic Team. Uh, oh, really? It yes. was a straight-up Sonic Team. Um, and then also that the Japanese name for the game is Kimi no Tame Nara Shinaru, uh, which translates as I Would Die For You, uh, which is a great title. <laughs> it is a great title. It is a great title. Uh, well, thank you for bringing this to my attention. Feel the magic XY slash XX. Those are chromosomes, right? I yeah, I assume so. Okay, all right. Wait, so uh, you you were not you had I not was heard not this game familiar with this okay, game. Okay, no. awesome. Yeah, I'm glad I'm spreading the word. Thank you, th- thank you, Marcus. <laughs> Don't be put off by the cover art like my parents were. Uh, yeah. Well, and like you say, a woman in a bikini for whatever reason, I think it's because uh, she is uh, in all, all her body is white, and then like the clothing and her hair is like a, a dark color. It read as underwear to me. Oh, uh-huh. not as a bikini. Um. Uh, either way, I will be uh, checking that out later. <laughs> um, all right. My second pick here for minigame collections. Look, was it just an excuse to buy another Wii remote? Or was it a great collection of games? I'm referring, of course, to Wii Play. The follow-up to kind of the sort of spiritual immediate successor to Wii Sports uh, came out in 2007 uh, like February, I believe, in in the United States. Um, so you know, just a couple months after the 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 Wii came out and uh, Wii Sports was such a big success, Wii Play is like a it's a way more video gamey than uh, Wii Sports, and it's also like a little bit tabletop e like there. It seems like they're trying to capture some of the same super accessibility things as uh, Wii Sports, um, but uh, it's a, just it's an, it's such an odd collection of games. Do you have any experience with Wii Play? No, I so I didn't buy it, and I don't really have. I always confuse Wii Play and Wii Party, which I think was later mm-hmm. in the uh, Wii's life. But I think of it as like you were saying, like th- there was such a huge success with Wii Sports. And then Nintendo being able to capitalize on that same sort of, like, everybody can play this. Yes. Um, like, all the minigames are super, like, approachable and, you know, like, uh, easy to play. And But without, like, the sports trappings. It's more like Mario Party-y. I mean, like, 
Kind of, because there is still a element of, it, it feels very, and I apologize if this is on your list later, but it's very Clubhouse games. Mm, mm-hmm. um, and like some of these games that uh, appear in uh, We Play do appear in uh, the Switch version of Clubhouse Games 51 Worldwide Classics. Uh, there, there's a, a Tanks minigame that plays very much like the Atari game um, Combat. Um uh, that requires like the the Wii remote and Joy-Con, and you're kind of like moving around and and uh, shooting stuff with tanks. But um, there uh, there he, here are the um, I I uh, I have the the full list of mini games, but I bolded those that I thought were like genuinely great. Um, there's a shooting range, um, which uh, ends up having like some of the same mechanics as um, Link's crossbow training, which would come out a couple years later. Find Me, which is a game that is. Uh, I guess pretty similar to the um, like wanted game on uh, the DS in in uh, New Super Mario Brothers, um, where like it shows you a me and it's either a me that you've created and is on your Wii or is one that they randomly generate, and then you see like a cityscape with me's walking around and you have to like be the first person to find that me and like click on them. Um, there's a table tennis, which is very much like tennis on uh, Wii Sports, um, but is more like you have more freedom of um, you know movement to like go around to the uh, the place where the ball is going to be. There's a pose me game where you uh, like use the Wii remote to um, pose a, a, a me in uh, the same shape as uh, like bubbles that are like floating towards them. And then there's a laser hockey, which is like air hockey. Um, but you're playing it with, with Wii remotes. So like, it feels like in some ways, sort of arcadey, sort of, um, uh, you know, like rec room sports table kind of, uh, things. Uh, and it's just, it's, it's such a bizarre little collection of games and came with a Wii remote. Oh yeah, that's right. And it, did it cost extra or was it just 50 bucks? It was just 50 bucks. Wow. It was at steel. Yeah. Because we remotes were, what, 30 or 40 bucks Something at that point? Something like that, yeah. Um, so, yeah, you were getting the game for, like, 10 or $20, uh, effectively. Um, it's weird. Like, you said it and I said it, but, like, Wii Sports hadn't been out long enough for them to be, like, ah, a certified hit. Right. Um, and so we got to follow up on this as fast as we can. Um, it came out three months later. Wow. You're... Or four months later, I guess. Yeah. So it, but it was just planned all along. It was just planned all along. Yeah. Um, and they knew that after uh, one, one uh, Thanksgiving and Christmas with people having access to the Wii, they'd be like, I need another one of these uh, kind of games to bring next year or whatever. Man, knowing that that's true, how crazy to think if like the Wii had not taken off. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they, they would have to sell something for it, right? Yeah. So, um, but yeah, it, it's, it's sort of like if there was a follow-up style like party game like this for the Switch that came out in, in like July <laughs> right. uh, of 2017, yeah. uh, you know, on the heels of 1-2 uh, Switch. And obviously that wasn't the case. Right. Man. Um, also, so generous with the pack-ins back then. Yeah, so generous. I mean, I think they were just trying to sell the second Wii remote. Although, like, I feel like people just had them. Did each? I Now I'm trying to remember. Wii's only came with one, or did it come with two? I think it just came with one. Okay, so yeah. And then did it come with a nunchuck, too, or did you have to buy that separately? I feel like it came with a nunchuck, but I, I, don't, I, I, I don't can't remember. remember. It's been so long. <laughs> uh, I'm looking at my list, and I'm realizing that, uh, not on purpose, but it is basically entirely like Nintendo DS games and the Nintendo DS era. I think that's fine. 
Um, I would say uh, maybe. Well, no, I I was gonna <laughs> say oh it was the height of the mini game collection, but I don't think that's true. But I do think that's when it they hit their stride. For sure. Oh, the the DS? Yeah, yeah. I, th- I think so. I think there are foundational DS games that are minigame collections. So the the one I want to talk about next is Brain Age, Train Your Brain in Minutes a Day, also known as uh, Dr. Kawashima's Brain Training, How Old Is Your Brain in Europe. It was released for the Nintendo DS in 2005 in Japan and 2006 in the rest of the world. And I always think of this, I think because it features Sudoku, but it... It, yes. And like the pop, the rise in popularity of, yes. or like me becoming aware of Sudoku. Right. Like, <laughs> uh, like happened at the same time. Yeah. Like Sudoku was getting mm-hmm. big. Doc, uh, Brain Age came out and um, they continue to make these games. They made one for Switch that was not released in North America. A minor crime, I'd say. And an open question as to why they chose not to release it because it was released in Europe and it was released in Japan. And I, f- there's speculation online that, uh, have you heard of luminosity? Yes. Which, okay. Mm-hmm. So apparently they were sued a couple of years ago for making like luminosity was uh-huh, sued for by making, Nintendo. No, 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 no. Okay. For by like, uh, somebody who had bought the product mm. for making claims about like, you know, uh, what these sorts of things can do. Yeah, what the actual benefits and, are. And, and yeah. I actually have no idea. I, I don't know what the outcome of that lawsuit was, if it was settled or whatever. But but there's speculation that that made, like, Nintendo gun shy about bringing one of these out. Because they that have released... They did release the Switch version of Brain Big Brain Academy, which uh, is a series that started on the Nintendo DS when they had something called Touch Generations, was kind of like their right. branding for some of these more, like, lifestyle games and big brain academy is more silly it's not like making any health claims it's purely saying like uh uh i i I think as you play it you're trying to make your brain bigger but that's like in the world of the game the more you play like the bigger the denser your brain gets and it's more just like mini games and like puzzles and stuff like that i haven't actually played it yeah, Anyways, but, but Brain Age definitely presents itself. You're being the whole thing is like narrated to you by this Dr. Kawashima. Uh-huh. Um, and like they evaluate your brain age. And of course, it starts you at like 80 or something, and you're like, oh no, my brain is so old. <laughs> yeah. So I uh, yeah, th- th- uh it it was framed as like, oh, I, like if you're doing because it's based on the studies that Dr. Kawashima has done. Um, and yeah, it it was framed as like, oh, this is a great way to exercise your brain and, you know, keep your cognitive abilities firing and all that kind of stuff. So like Patrick was saying, uh, you held your Nintendo DS like a book. Love it. I love a good Uh book DS game. You know, uh, the, the screen and instructions would be on the left and the right is where you would like execute the puzzles or do whatever you need to do. And then, uh, you, there was the like analysis part where you would... Um, select that, and that's it. Was like it would give you f- a selection of like four different things for you to do. Yeah, and it would that's, run you through a little gauntlet, and that's how it would determine what your brain age was. And then there was training, which uh, you know, it, it would encourage you to do like every day. And that's a, that was a series of you know like collections where you are doing Sudoku or you're like multiplying things by twenty. Just you know, it's. Um, there were some where you spoke out loud. It was that thing where it would show you a color that, or like a word that says green, 
but the word is printed in blue and you would have to speak to the microphone like what color it's printed in. Right. Oh, or I can't it, would, it would depend on the prompt too. Right. Like, yeah. Sometimes it would be like, what is the word? Here? Uh-huh. Um, yeah. And that's uh, a, a lot of that sort of like um, sense stuff. Like you sort of get the the feeling that there is someone in the room, like with a, a deck of like flashcards, like trying to trick you, like quizzing you on yeah. it and stuff. So yeah. So, and that was, I like, I absolutely brought, bought brain age. I, you yeah, know, it was too. just like a fun, like, kind of like puzzle collection and uh um i mean there's something very satisfying about and like you do genuinely feel like you're getting sharper as you play it right or at least that was my yeah because you're practicing math like more regularly like stuff i hadn't done in years you know what i mean yes exactly um are there actual brain health benefits from uh, doing it? Who knows? We're Who not knows? making any claims. Where we refuse to make any claims. <laughs> I think probably yeah, though, right? <laughs> Seems like it can't hurt. Um, this was one that, and I'm sure we've talked about it on the show before, uh, that, and your explanation about maybe Nintendo becoming gun-shy after uh, Luminosity uh, getting sued. Um, this is one that I was always surprised they never brought to phones uh, totally. during their big push for like phone stuff. Because, like... The oh yeah, you've got like five minutes of like downtime, and you've got your phone with you. Like yeah, absolutely, do a one little brain age puzzle. It's not graphically intense. It could boot up immediately. Uh, measuring yourself against like your friends. Like I, I just feel like it would be the perfect iPhone game. Maybe there were just too many because there are already so many that exist. It's a great like, point. There wasn't really anything that differentiates it as like Nintendo. And also by that point, by the time they were exploring that. You know, it had been at least a few years since the last brain tr- age. That's game. a good point. Yeah. Um, uh, but uh, yeah, the the Nintendo DS was such a kind. Uh, it's Wild West. It was. It was a yeah. little bit like it was such a you know like where Nintendo has gone back to being more just like a traditional video game developer. At this point, they were deep in their blue ocean strategy. Yes. And uh, you know, it the their. They cast a very wide net with what sort of like games yep. they were developing and releasing. Yeah, I mean, uh, 2006, 2007, when it's all DS and Wii U or in Wii, um, like yeah, that's they they were, uh, and it would take them a while to get back to the sort of like uh, core gaming kind of stuff, and then never really let go of like the elements of the the Blue Ocean strategy, um, and like it's it's just amazing how many like good examples uh, of like genuinely compelling games there are from that period even if we kind of look at that period as a like not not as like a golden age yeah for uh quality nintendo games um all right my next pick going to the game boy slash game boy color mark has already mentioned the series talking game and watch gallery number three um from 1999 Uh, it is the last game and watch gallery to appear on the game boy there's a game and watch gallery four on game boy advance um uh we dug into a lot of the game and watch galleries uh during our game and watch month like two years ago at this point um game and watch gallery three is also available on the uh switch online um game boy library um and i totally recommend everyone check it out because it has one of the best libraries of game and watch games available from the get-go including several where the modern versions of them are also great like revisions to to the gameplay um the games that it comes with uh fr- from the jump are egg 
um, which is uh, a, a wolf catching eggs in a basket that are coming from like four different little shoots. Um, Greenhouse, which is m- one of my favorite uh, Game & Watch games. Uh, you're playing a Stanley the Bugman, Mark. He's showing up on the show, Stanley the Bugman, and for me, not my last uh, reference to Stanley the Bugman. Um, and he's uh, he's uh, you know, um, spraying um, pesticide to uh, protect flowers. Um, and the uh, the modern version of that is also really good. Uh, it's like Yoshi um, spitting seeds at uh, bad guys. Turtle Bridge, where you're crossing from one side of a river to the other. Mario Brothers, which is the one where you've got Mario and Luigi on like opposite sides of like a conveyor belt thing, um, and you control them both. And Donkey Kong Jr., which, uh, like for my money, moment for moment, may be the best game and watch game. I just love it so much. Uh, and then there are un- unlockable games uh, in there that start off sort of weak, but get uh, kind of incredible by the end. So Flagman and Judge are the first two that you unlock those are like uh, i think among the sort of weakest um game and watch games uh but then there's lion which is where you're a lion tamer uh trying to like force lions back into their cage um and so you're like approaching from from opposite sides spitball sparky which was one of two color game and watch games uh it's basically like a like an arkanoid or breakout um kind of game uh and then donkey kong 2 so like those last three are uh absolute like the classics and like hard to get spitball sparky that's one of those game and watch games where they like made 15,000 of them ever and it just doesn't exist and so if you want to actually play the game this is the only way you'll ever have to play it um it's a great collection yeah wow uh game and watch i went into game and watch month whenever we did that like not knowing anything about it not really feeling anything about it and really falling in love mm-hmm. with how uh, solid, amazingly solid and fun these like simple gameplay loops end up being. Yeah. And how you appreciate how many that they were cranking out and like the how these they were actually created. It was just kind of like remarkable. Yeah. Absolutely. Definitely worth checking out if you've never um, uh, really seen Game & Watch before. And this is a great collection to start with. Yeah, and it's if you're subscribing to Nintendo Switch Online, not even the expansion pack, uh, you can just check it out uh, right now. Um, one little note, and I meant to check up on this, but I didn't. Um, when you are when you uh, like boot up these games, um, uh, like the the individual Game and Watch games, they show you like a little cross section of the Game Boy and like sh- uh, points to like the buttons and like this button does this, this button does this, uh, and that graphic changes depending on what hardware you're playing it on. Um, so if you're playing it on a regular Game Boy, it looks like a regular Game Boy. If you're playing it on Game Boy Color, it says Game Boy Color on the thing, and like it's oh, got cool. the sort of like uh, you know slanted like edges of the thing. And if you're playing it on a Super Game Boy, it knows and it shows you the Super NES um, controller down there. So I, w- I I meant to check what does it show on Switch, and I assume that it toggles between the um, the uh, Game Boy and Game Boy Color depending on what setting you have. Um, the the thing on, um, but uh, what what a cool little oh, yeah, feature! That, that is really cool. They just wanted to make sure that no matter what, again, accessible as possible, right? Um, uh, so it doesn't matter what you're playing on; they have an accurate diagram of how to use the controller in your hand to play that game. My next pick is a, another game that was memorable to me from the Nintendo DS era, but there is also a Wii game and a 3DS game that I. Uh, you may be able to find physically 
now, I guess. Would you would have to. Way <laughs> yeah. That uh, you could purchase it. And that is Rhythm Heaven. Yep. Um, and I think that there was a Game Boy Advance version, in like a, a Game Boy Advance entry in the series that kind of kicked it off in Japan. But the first one that was localized was for the Nintendo DS, I believe. And this is another one where you hold the DS like a book. And it, it is really similar in structure to something like uh, WarioWare. The difference is that they're not like micro games. They don't take just mere seconds. They're usually... Uh, there's like 50 rhythm games and they're broken into uh, 10 sets where you play four like games and then there's a remix level at the end that kind of is like the boss level that incorporates the four games that you just played into one song. So again, kind of like that WarioWare structure yeah. uh, in the story mode. But uh, on the Nintendo DS, you know, you're, there's it's just a bunch of different short rhythm games but the music is really fun really good and then um i just remember having an absolute blast with this game i don't think i owned the wii version but i did buy rhythm heaven mega mix for the nintendo 3ds not that like i think it was after the store was announced to be closed it was part of your panic and buying. it, was, it yeah. was one of yeah it was part of like the panic buy and i think um uh i don't you know, never say never, but I don't know that this is a well that Nintendo's going to go back to anytime soon in this new era of, like, consolidated development. But uh, they are definitely worth checking out, and Mega Mix is a good way to do that. Because kind of like WarioWare Gold, it's like a, a greatest hits collection, essentially. Uh, can I ask this question? Why does... And I've not played Rhythm Heaven, so I might be uh, talking out of turn here. Why does Rhythm Heaven count where Elite Beat Agents does not? Okay, so I think the difference is that it is in like the structure itself. Okay. It, uh, just like WarioWare, like micro games, um, I feel like... Like, Elite Beat Agents, to my understanding, and again, I haven't played the game, is that there's basically, like, four gameplay modes that it toggles between okay, all right. versus Rhythm Heaven, where there's, like, 50 different games got that it, are asking it. you to do different things. That's that, kind that of why, okay. I, the, why I make that distinction. Uh, great. I, I buy your argument. It's a good argument. <laughs> Until somebody who's actually played Elite Beat Agents tells me I'm wrong. Well, In which case... And if we choose to listen to that, we don't, <laughs> we don't have to. There's nowhere in the book that says we have to listen to that. But yeah, um, uh, Rhythm Heaven, definitely worth checking out. Uh, uh, another just kind of like weird uh, development dead end that like, uh, why no Rhythm Heaven now? Right. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe it just kind of Because they like... want to put out everybody one, two, switch so bad. <laughs> Maybe it just kind of like ran its course. I don't think it was ever a very like huge selling. Sure. Um, uh, series and you know so I, yeah i'm guessing they just like prioritized uh things elsewhere um for my next pick i'm going back to a well that i go to all the time uh this is a game it's actually a pair of games uh also maybe a third one if you want to uh like uh l lump this in um but this is nes remix uh volumes one and two for the wii u or uh the nintendo uh, nes remix ultimate on the on the 3ds um between the volume one and two there are 28 nes games featured uh in in these two games um and 
What it is, is it takes uh, all of the best moments from these NES games, these first-party NES games, uh, and presents them as bite-sized challenges uh, where you've got 10 seconds to uh, bounce on as many Goombas as you can, uh, you know, finish this level of Kid Icarus, um, you know, just do, do whatever. All these amazing little bite-sized experiences from games that already exist, uh, and then you get awarded some stars and you move on. Um, and then uh, you can get into the the remix uh, sets of of these games, which take like uh, now Pit is in Zelda, or um, uh, Samus is uh, running around in the Ice Climber universe, or whatever. Um, and again, it's still like uh, bite size, uh, just you know maybe like ten to thirty second long experiences uh, at a crack. But then it like strings those together into like longer challenges. Um, it's just an absolutely stellar package, um, and I can't like this one is is genuinely mind blowing to me that they don't have on the Switch. This is another because there was a 3DS version that I yeah. think like combined the it two, combined or it doesn't like, have all of all yeah it of doesn't the have all of them it, but, but th this is another one that I panic bought when the smart. 3DS smart. store closed. I I panic bought too many things because there's so much on my Switch that I haven't. This is totally worth that, panic buying. Th 3DS that I haven't played. But um, it, it is one just because you had talked about it so like so highly, and it sounds so fun. Yeah, it's it's breathtakingly fun. Like, um, it's uh, I, I have I, I I didn't max out both of these uh, uh collections on um on the Wii U, uh, but I got like as far as my ability. You know, punch outs in here. I I can't <laughs> I, I can't do micro challenges in in punch out. I'm not that good. Um, but uh. Yeah, I, I played I I played uh, so much of both of these games, um, and uh, if they just kept putting them out, if they did a Super NES remix, if they did a, a Game Boy remix, um, it would be like all the better for it. And um, both these games had uh, a thing where uh, then you could like you know if you were enjoying one of these games, it would lead you to the uh, eShop to actually buy that full game if you wanted it. Obviously, they don't have the same system in place right now, and maybe that's why this game doesn't exist is because it can't also be a commercial for um, a product you could buy. Um, but all those, all, most of these games are available on the uh, NES Switch Online. My next pick, I... Am is this your final pick? I... Can I'm going to pull an audible, okay, and say that I do have a fifth pick, okay, great. And so I, I'm going to I'm going to do the audible pick right now. And if it's on your list, I apologize. I only but, have one pick remaining. Okay, yeah. Oh, you only have. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, I messed this up then. <laughs> I'll save it for honorable mentions. Okay, and I will just go with my final pick. Okay, great. Okay, <laughs> I'm okay. I'm, I'm audibling yep. my audible. Yep. yep. Uh, Double audible. We talked about it pre previously. It's kind of like you said. It's like the 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 prime example of these sorts of collections the first one that left to mind and it's wii sports but uh and so you know there's a lot about wii sports that we already talked about like the commercial side of it like how brilliant it was as a tech demo for the wii and how bundling it with the system in the united states made such a and i think in europe too but like made such a huge difference right yeah uh, but i uh i know that wii sports resort is considered like the better game and all that kind of stuff but for me, Wii Sports was uh, truly magical. And the reason, I think I've talked about it on the show before, but is because it, my, it was like a Nintendo commercial. It was the Nintendo like yep. dream scenario where 
my dad um never really interested in video games but my mom would play super mario brothers on the nes on and uh but after that like didn't kind of lost interest especially when like it went 3d and like all that kind of stuff but with the wii my entire family yes. was playing video games together. Right. My dad for like right. the first time, basically. My mom again. And everybody was having a great time. It really was like crossing generations. We yep. were all playing this thing together. And it was incredible. And we've never had a video. Like the Wii era was perfect for that. It was not just this, but we also did a lot of like Just Dance. I have such good memories like of the Just Dance series um, because we were all like being goofy and having fun together. Yes. And that is something that like that is not my video game experience now. You know, like right. I don't uh, I bought Nintendo Switch Sports with the intention of being able to like bring it to family gatherings, but I haven't done that. It's just like that was such a a perfect moment for uh, uh for that kind of like cross generation video game playing and it meant a lot to me at the time and it means a lot to me now. Um I'm uh going out of town this weekend with um, some friends of mine and you know we, we're all bringing our switches um, and I intend to pull out uh, Nintendo Switch Sports at some point to see if we have fun playing it um, but yeah they're really just and you know I'm, I'm hopeful for that experience but they you know they built a lot of that towards like the sort of online experience as well um, so you know maybe maybe it won't matter and and won't be something special but like and I think this is also why uh you know Wii Sports uh over Wii Sports Resort um is the thing that's gonna like live longer in uh like our hearts and memories is that like that's the it's the promise of the of the Wii and it just works like uh you you likened your experience with it to the Wii commercial um and you know we we talk we talk sometimes about like approaching the like switch commercial um in, in reality of like oh yeah we pulled out our switches and like played in a restaurant set it up on a table and had two player like happening right there and that happens sometimes a little bit but it's never like nothing really gets as nothing will ever be as fully realized commercial to reality as uh Wii Sports yeah i i i yeah i i really it's kind of crazy how well they nailed. They yeah. had a goal for what they wanted to do and just nailed it. Also, I know that um, making Mies is not part of uh, Wii Sports. It's part of just the Wii's like system, whatever. Um, but making Mies with people that you were sitting down to play um, Wii Sports with was uh, a, also a perfect experience. Yes. It's fun, it's goofy, it's immediately accessible, um, and everyone can do it and loves it. <laughs> and um, then you see they're like weird little uh, limbless bodies, yep. you know, playing tennis or something. It's great. Yep, yep, yep. It is truly great. Um, Mark, for my final minigame collection, uh, again, this is another... I feel like all of these are wells that I go back to all the time. And so I apologize for being predictable. Rusty's Real Deal Baseball is my final pick. Um, Rusty is a game that is often remembered for its bizarre presentation, story, and monetization strategy. Um, it is a game where you had to interact with a dog who was a former ball player and patronize his shop with real money and bargain with him with real money <laughs> to uh, get access to all these minigames. And it is truly remarkable for all of that right 
that is a genuinely fun, crazy part of the game. And like, that's why it'll be, you know, entombed in the like Nintendo curiosities forever. But the games themselves, the baseball themed games are genuinely incredible and I love them all. <laughs> um, and there's so much variety in how you play them, how you interact with, again, another great tech demo for um, the 3DS uh, that there's a lot of, um, the 3D really helps you judge uh, where a pitch is. So like when you can swing at it, um, there's uh, like tilting and like motion controls to um, catch things. Uh, and uh, there, there's just, there's the, the touch, uh, touch screen where you're like calling balls and strikes. Um, it's such a fun and inventive collection of games and married in this package with this insane narrative uh, and in some ways the fact that you are buying the games with real money through the eShop is another way of showing off a hardware feature of the 3DS is that it has an eShop <laughs> um it's uh, you know rusty will always uh, occupy a huge place in my heart um i just love it to pieces and uh you know a a, a mini game collection conversation is not complete as, as far as i'm concerned until we've talked about rusty's real deal baseball. yeah that's a great final pick any honorable mentions that we just want to throw out there so we've been we've been not including any mario parties or <laughs> any warioware games okay it feels uh, egregious yeah warioware um i was not doing it on purpose uh, yeah but <laughs> yeah uh, warioware i didn't want to include but uh you know i this is another one that for me uh, I think WarioWare Gold that was available on the Nintendo 3DS is a Almost great, perfect. Is a great yeah. showcase for it. But for me, the ones that like I remember fondest are WarioWare Touched. Is that what it's called? On DS. On DS. Mm -hmm. And then uh, Smooth, Smooth Moves. moves. Oh, Smooth Moves for, is so uh, good. For the Wii. And that Smooth Moves is also so funny. It is very like, funny. Uh, all the WarioWare games are like strange and uh, like pretty goofy and funny. Um, but the their their peak comedy for me is uh, whenever WarioWare Smooth Moves teaches you how to do a new grip of the Joy-Con. Uh, peak comedy. They're just so funny. Yeah, because it's like a, a very like Zen calming yes. voice being like, Ah, yes, the sumo grip. Yes, you know, you know, like, yeah, yeah, the chopsticks. Uh -huh. are, yeah. Is mm -hmm. very good. Um, the other one I wanted to call out is Nintendo Land. Yeah. And this Wii was, U launch game. Yeah. And I didn't, uh, another one like Wii Sports kind of being like, was it, was this a pack-in? Was Nintendo Land a pack-in? Mm, great question. I don't, I never owned it. Um, oh, so, so it, then no, it, probably Well, no. but I, I didn't get a Wii U on launch, so. Oh yeah, that's true. Um, I, I waited until there was a, uh, a, a new Super Mario Brothers, uh, package for it. Um, so I, I think it may have been a pack-in early on. Yeah, maybe. I, just, I can't remember. But it was, again, kind of like a... I, I never owned a Wii U, so I don't know. But like a Wii U, Wii U tech demo type thing showing how you can do this asynchronous gameplay and how like the gamepad can enhance gameplay. The one that I uh, played the most was Luigi's Ghost Mansion. Which is a good... It's a, it's a really good game. Which, um, really good minigame. We called roast that ghost mm -hmm. <laughs> because you, uh, the person who has the gamepad is a ghost, and everybody else is like Luigi, Mario, um, Wario, whatever. I think, or maybe you're all maybe Luigi's, they're all Luigi's. I but think. Uh, basically, you're like the person who is you're wandering through this mansion in like an isometric view that is um, uh, like you know a, a Luigi's Mansion style spooky space, and then the person with the gamepad is a ghost. And they um, are, 
they can move around invisibly. They can move around yeah. invisibly, and nobody else can see them. And so, but you know that they are getting close because they're uh, your uh, Wemo begins to like rumble, and then you have to shine your flashlight at the ghost. And when you hit hit them with your flashlight, it, they like sizzle, and yep. so that's why we called it roast that ghost. Roast that ghost. Uh-huh. There's also like a, uh, a a Metroid game in there, which is pretty good. Um, and uh, there's one where you like Mario. Kart? Yes, there's one yeah. where like Mario. You one person is Mario, and everybody else is trying to catch. That's them. right, trying to chase him. Uh huh. Um, which is uh, like, and and all of that's good. There are so many mini games in there. Um, and I think a lot of them are bad. Yes, I think this unfortunately it's just kind of the story of the Wii U. Yeah. Um, but it leans more in the not good territory I rather agree. than like good. Um, and th- there are also a bunch of the uh the mini games that require the people using the. I mean, first of all, there there is a little hang up on like the Wii remote of it all. Um, that like you really need to have like three or four Wii remotes to really like play these things yeah. uh, fully featured um whereas like tennis you can do one-on-one tennis in in wii sports and like have two uh wii remotes and it's perfect right um but like you just need so much equipment to make uh these yeah games work. nintendo land is really predicated on the idea that like you bought a kajillion wii motes for the nintendo wii and right. you still want to use them which was true at the time <laughs> right but like became less true every month right uh-huh. um uh but so some some of those games require wii motion plus as well so while people did have a big backlog of yeah you bought four we re- three we remotes and we play um when uh, the system originally came out because you wanted to play these games with other people you sure didn't buy four Wii Motion Pluses yeah you maybe bought one to play Skyward Sword um uh, but also probably not um so yeah it's a, a lot of you're locked out of playing a lot of those games because they require um Wii Motion Plus. But a really a few really good ones few really in good there ones, in yeah. that package. Uh, Mario Party. Care to speak on it? I honestly don't have. I basically have no experience with Mario Party. I remember playing it a couple of times at friends' house, and I remember renting one of them from like Blockbuster at some point. Yeah. But it's never been a series that has really uh, meant anything to me. Yeah, I'm I'm in a similar boat with you there. Um, I did enjoy uh, Super Mario Party uh, as it came out on Switch a couple of years ago. Um, in particular, there is a uh, a game mode where every all four characters are in a raft together, and they have to play a lot of cooperative games, um, which is super fun and like a, a fun twist on the like ultra competitive try to uh, get one over on your friends uh, gameplay of normal Mario Party. It's surprising there are so many Mario Party games. Yeah, there's like 15 of them. <laughs> um, the other one I want to call out, which we did mention in talking about Wii Sports, is Wii Sports Resort. Mm-hmm. Um, it, a, a game that I have not put a lot of time into, but I think the framing device of it is cool. That you're on like this one singular space, Woohoo Island, where all of it is taking place. Woo-hoo. And um, I think that, and the most that I know about this game is I have watched somebody's deep dive like 45 minute deep dive on YouTube all about like the lore of Woohoo Island. <laughs> so even though I haven't put a lot of time into the game, I sure, know you feel like, you know, it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. exactly. Um, uh, I, I mentioned pilot wings already uh, as like a, 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 a honorable mention. Um, those are very strange games where moment to moment, it's like, yeah, what, what am I going to do this time when I turn it on? Um, and then I had one more and it's fallen out of my head. What were we talking about before we were talking about Wii sports? Wii Sports Resort. 
Uh, Mario Party. Mario Party. I'm not going to get there. Um, yeah. I'm just not, I'm just like, <laughs> it's so unsatisfying. I feel like there was one. Oh, I'm kind of surprised you didn't bring up uh, Kirby Superstar. Yeah. Okay. So Kirby Superstar, for whatever, I, I think because the games that it offers are too meaty in my mm. mind to be considered a like mini game collection um i it's like the difference between yeah i i don't know like uh, a short story and a novella like <laughs> you know like uh, i i i i think there if if it were a collection of the kirby actual like mini games you know like homes the the home run hitting games and like that sort of thing right i think that'd be one thing but i the in my to my mind anyway the actual like games in kirby superstar are even though they're fairly short are too robust it takes they're you know they're not like oh let's we'll even play this in like 20 minutes like you know or something yeah, like yeah, that yeah. it's like you're usually spending at least an hour in order to complete it right well for because it's, it's sort of like half and half right it's it's like half that and half the like uh, the quick draw or uh-huh. whatever it's called in that one, where it's like maybe a, a samurai game. Um, there are a lot of, um, and of course, uh, Kirby calls them sub games. So uh, there are a ton of sub games in the recently released Kirby's Return to Dreamland Deluxe, um, which I know neither of us really spent much time with, but I would be interested in like digging into the um, sub game collection portion of, of that. Yeah, I mean, we did a whole episode ranking the Kirby sub games because it's such a fun core part of that franchise. Yeah, and uh, maybe it's sort of weird they haven't just like put out a just straight up mini game collection, right? Like, yeah, they tend to like break them up and then like yeah, expand put, them like, a little three bit. Three in this and game and it, three yeah. in this game, or they're like, okay, we're gonna take this one and blow it out a little bit and then charge twenty bucks for it on the eShop. Well, yes, and that's uh, let's not encourage that. <laughs> um, all right, Mark, we've talked about our favorite uh, mini game collections and then some. Let's close this segment out. That is going to do it for this episode of Nintendo Cartridge Society. Did we miss your favorite Nintendo minigame collection? Did we not mention the uh, that uh, Raving Rabbids uh, game on Wii? Actually, was that on... Uh... There was one on Switch. Was there one on Switch? Yeah. Wow. Um, anyway, you can write into us. Nintendo Carnival Games. Sorry, Carnival now I'm just naming games. things. There we are. <laughs> uh, for a second, I was like, does Duck Hunt count? Well, what about what about Mario and Sonic the Olympic Games? Does that count? What about World Class Track Meet? Does that count? <laughs> Email us at Nintendo Cartridge Society at, at gmail.com gmail. and let us know. That's going to do it for this episode of Nintendo Cartridge Society. Thank you to our 16-bit patron, Connor McCabe. We appreciate you, Connor. Join our Discord. Email us and we'll send you an invitation to Anthony DeLuca. Made our logo. Our theme music is provided by 8 Betty. You can get more of his music by going to 8BitBetty.com or by listening right now. For my co-host, Mark Mitchell, this is Patrick Ellers, saying thank you for listening. <laughs>